We welcome into the program Bryce Cherry of the Waco Tribune Herald. Bryce, good afternoon. How are you? Doing well. How about you guys? Doing terrific. I, we got a lot to, to talk about on the local front, but we got to begin with your Houston Rockets. What, what, what do you make of that situation, uh, Bryce? And with with James Harden basically forcing his way out of the out of uh, out of Houston. Yeah, uh, it's I uh, I think I put a, a Twitter thing out there that uh, you remember that scene in in Tombstone where uh, the what was it what was his name Curly Bill or whatever his name was where uh, or Wyatt's coming by and he goes. <laughs> Bye. Well, bye. Yeah, you know, uh, that's, that's about how I feel about James Harden right now. I, mean, I know he, I know he gave the Rockets some great years, but he also, I mean, I've been kind of fed up with him for about the last two or three seasons, and I've defended him a lot over the years. Uh, but at the same time, I think that um, his game and certainly his leadership. Uh, qualities were, were very flawed and I'm not sure he'll ever win a championship. And so let him go be the Nets problem now and, and hit the reset button. I'm all for that. I mean, and I was uh, pretty excited about the, the hauls the Rockets got back. I mean, with four first round picks and then I was not really that enthused about Karis LeVert, but then they flipped him for Victor Oladipo, who I'm, I'm a little more excited about his potential. And uh, even if he doesn't work out, he's on an expiring contract. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I think it's a good move for the Rockets. And so they're they're able to part with that. But, you know, one of the things that we talked about is just how things have changed with, you know, players that that were unhappy before, they would play out their contract and, and you know, they'd ask for a trade or they'd play out their contract and go free agent and move on. These guys now, if they don't, if they don't like the situation, especially if you're one of those A-list guys, then you just force your way out of there. Yeah, it's not – yeah, it's not, uh, yeah, it, it's not an attractive – move at all to fans i mean uh it seems very petulant um anthony davis kind of did a little bit of the same thing when he was with the pelicans and and really got the move he wanted going to the lakers and and i mean the nets were harden's chosen destination and he got the move he wanted and uh it was definitely time for it to happen because i mean he was he was out of shape. He was dogging it. Uh, and, you know, and then he, last night he just <laughs> went DEFCON 1. And <laughs> just, I mean, you can't, you can't bring him back after he starts making comments publicly like that, that, you know, it's and not going to work out. And he know. knew that. <laughs> yeah. yeah he, he knew exactly yeah. what he was doing. Right. I knew last night that uh, that was the last time that Harden would be playing for the Rockets. And, and, so it wasn't a big surprise when they got a deal done today. Bryce, let's talk some high school basketball. And let's begin with the game that you were at last night, uh, LeBeg and Mejia and, 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 the lady, and the Lady Pirates prevail in that basketball game. Kind of take us through that one. And, and I know that uh, at times it wasn't exactly poetic and pretty, but uh, LaVega did get the job done. Yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, both coaches, I think, would agree that it was not a pretty game. Uh, it was very foul-filled, and I will – stand here right now and say that the officials did a very good job even though the Mejia fans did not think so <laughs> it was one of those kind of nights if you can read between the lines a little bit I'm and, with you. 
uh, and it was ugly. I mean, it was just ugly, and they were on the refs from the start, and, and I, you know, they need to be called out a little bit. I mean, got to act like grown-ups out there and set an example for these kids. But all that said, La Vega got a good win uh, over a good Mahia team, and um, it's just really impressive, these Lady Pirates, because I think I, I may have mentioned this to you guys once before. They have seven freshmen and sophomores on that team so you really uh are looking forward to seeing what they could do you know two three years from now but they're they're good now i mean they really are and so um you know they're a team that i think you know could do some damage in the playoffs they've got speed they've got shooting and they've got a little bit of size too so uh a little bit of the whole package Bryce, I know Midway's got, uh, boys team were supposed to play, uh, but let's say it was DeSoto, and they had to cancel that game due to COVID. Do you know what's going on there and when they're expected to get back on the court? No, I don't. Uh, you know, I know a lot of schools are dealing with it, and I've, I've heard of others in the area that have had to, you know, cancel because of COVID. And, you know, and obviously when you get one player out, Sometimes, I mean, it takes your whole team out because of contact tracing and and such. So, it's it's a tough situation. China Spring just dealt with it on their boys' side. They um, they were in quarantine and um, had to postpone uh, their game last night with Conley, and that that one will now be played tomorrow. But um, yeah, I mean, it's we're seeing it all over the place at all levels of of basketball and all levels of sports. You know, where games are having to be shifted and such. One story y'all had out the other day that I thought was interesting was about the Texas High School Baseball Coaches Convention making the move from Waco up to Garland, or Grapevine. I mean, what went into that decision, and do you think they're going to come back to Waco some point in the future? Yeah, I think that was I think that was COVID-related uh, in terms of what the convention center was willing to, you know, to do in terms of, you know, attendance and stuff. I mean, uh, you know, it's the COVID – deal has been hard um in a lot of ways and one of that one of the ways you know it has been is is in terms of events you know that come to your town and and you having to limit attendance and all that i do think uh waco will it's it's so ingrained mm-hmm. i mean that's really all it's it's ever been you know they started the the thing in waco you know and it's like it's 50th year now so um i, I can't imagine that it won't come back in 2022 but yeah it's kind of kind of sad you know another one of those covid casualties talking with bryce sherry the waco tribune hero bryce i know that uh, the last couple of days if i understand things correctly the waco isd has been going through the interview process for uh, the 6a job at waco high and the 5a job at university and, and i don't know if you have an update on any of that and and now you also have an opening uh at uh, at troy high school with mm-hmm. ronnie porter stepping down so you're starting to see some moves uh with these these football coaches and ad's yeah, I've got a high school notebook that will be in tomorrow's paper that has some of those updates. It's online now. But, uh, yeah, first addressing Ronnie Porter, I mean, that, uh, you know, I've, I've seen many coaches over the years make the move to, you know, step away and just spend a little bit more time with, with their family. I think uh, football coaches, you know, it's it's a tough gig in terms of, the hours that you spend at it. And, and one of the things Ronnie said to me this afternoon on the phone was, you know, I'll be looking forward to seeing what a Christmas break feels like mm. and what a summer break feels like, you know, I mean, he's, 
he's he's looking forward to that. Uh, in terms of the Waco ISD um, jobs, uh, Ed Love told me today that um, you know they're interviewing candidates this week, second round of interviews for both those jobs, and then uh, January 28th, I believe, is when they hope to uh, name both of those <laughs> both of those coaches. And then one other one that, that's in the notebook for tomorrow and online right now is uh, Marlin should name its new head football coach next week as well. So, you know, this is that time of year when you see a little bit of movement and, and um, you know, so those, those jobs will start getting filled. Well, sticking with the coach of change uh, subject, but on to college, what are your thoughts on what Coach Aranda has been able to do with the new offensive coach staff he's got coming in? Yeah, I think I think they're you know certainly on paper impressive hires. Uh, I mean, I think you could have said that about uh, Larry Fedora too. I mean, and and we talked about it before. I think that was uh, certainly a surprise that uh, you know that that situation only lasted one year. <laughs> but uh, Jeff Grimes has a has a good track record. Um, did an excellent job with BYU this past year and. Um, you know, got his offensive line coach coming with him. So, you know, there's some familiarity there. It'll be, uh, it'll be interesting to see what, you know, what they do offensively next year. It would be hard to believe they would be any worse. <laughs> they were not good on offense this, this past season. And, and of course there'll be some changes personnel wise, including at quarterback, but, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think they have a, a good chance next year to make a bowl game in, in Aranda's second year, maybe kind of following that Matt Rule trajectory, partially because the schedule breaks in your favor. Your toughest games will be back at home, you know, the Oklahomas and the Texases and stuff. So, um, you know, that I, I think that always plays into it. And, and then, like I said, you just would expect them to be a lot better offensively in in 2021 all right uh, finally before we let you go we got to talk about uh the uh, state championships take two 5a and 6a and and, and let's begin with the dodgeball i mean th that's uh, that's an interesting uh scenario there with father meeting son and and, and just what that that game is all about but, you know a lot of us didn't think it would be south lake Carroll. a lot of us thought it would be duncanville and it didn't work out that way <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I was telling my son who plays JV football at Midway the other day. I was like, "Hey, Duncanville lost." I mean, we were we were pretty surprised too. I mean, uh, yeah. Instead, you get the Dodge Bowl, and that I think will be the the prevailing storyline. It probably should be a drinking game, I guess. <laughs> you know, how I many times they they uh, mention the connection there between father and son, but it is very cool. Uh, another thing I saw today that I was not aware of, uh, I saw Tim Waits down in Temple uh, tweet this, was uh, that the uh, Austin-Westlake staff has Rick Rhodes on, on the staff. Um, and, of course, he's a former Cameron Yo head football coach. They did, He did a great job there. They won, what, three state titles in a mm -hmm. row, the Yeoman. So, you know, uh, obviously have some good good coaches on both sidelines there, and that should be a, a, a fun game. Um, and, and, yeah, it was a big surprise that, that Duncanville got knocked off. 
And, and you got some familiar names that are that are going to be back. Alito's going to be back. Uh, Katie's going to be back. And they're going to be playing another team from Duncanville's district in, in Cedar Hill. It, it, you know, they call that district the, I think, the district of doom or something to that effect. When you had DeSoto, Duncanville, and Cedar Hill, and, you know, you, you just felt like a couple of them might get there. And, and sure enough, Cedar Hill did get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Midway and Waco High would certainly call it the District of Doom. <laughs> they're ready. They're ready to get out of the District of Doom next time realignment comes around. But, cross your uh, fingers. Right. Yeah, absolutely. But you're right. I mean, there are a lot of uh, what we would might call the Texas high school football blue bloods in the state championship games this year, and and Alito. I mean, they just seem like you know they fall out of bed and land in the state championship mm-hmm. game. I mean, they're, they're quite a powerhouse. And, and uh, uh, another uh, school that one of our local schools has had to deal with a lot, you know, in terms of universities mm-hmm. being in, the, in that district. So uh, we've, we've seen these teams up close and personal, and they are, uh, you know, living up to their billing. Hey Bryce, we appreciate the time. Know you're busy. Had a, you've had a heck of a day today, and we know uh, we know you're busy, and we appreciate your time. Thanks so much. Yeah, and check out Super Syntex this weekend. Well, we got- so yeah, I was going to ask, what, what do we have tomorrow, and what do we have this weekend uh, on on the on the high school front? Yeah, so high school uh, notebook tomorrow. I'll also be covering some hoops tomorrow. That that China Spring Conley game that I mentioned, uh, and then um, of course we'll have some hoops Friday night as well. But uh, Saturday, as paper, we'll have the Super Syntex six-man team. We just had uh, our player of the year up here. I won't say who that is, <laughs> what we call a teaser. But uh, And then uh, Sunday, we'll have uh, our big Super Syntex football team, the 11-man group. And, and so uh, people can check that out this weekend. Awesome. Hey, appreciate it. Thanks so much. Look forward to it. Uh, Bryce Chair of the Waco Tribune Herald.